at the Panhandle News Network. The views and opinions on this station do not necessarily represent the Panhandle News Network, WEPM and WCST, or West Virginia Radio Corporation. Here we go! Welcome to Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Panhandle Live is brought to you by Sutton and Janelle Attorneys at Law. Visit their new location at 224 West King Street, Martinsburg, and online at suttonandjanelle.com. Here are your hosts of the 2022 WVBA Talk Show of the Year, Jordan Warner and Marsha Kavalik. It is Thursday the 9th, and you're tuned in to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firm serving us Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs. Family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation. They provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit their historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. Good morning, Marsha. Good morning. No, you're not, because oh, I missed the button twice. There, there I go. am. Hi, good morning. Hey, how, how are you doing? Oh, hanging in there. Still kind of buzzing after some good uh, basketball heard here on WPM and WCST last night from Very the Butcher exciting. Center. Yeah, were you keeping up with that at all? I just heard, because when I came in, Luke had, I guess, been mm. burning the midnight oil and had a bunch of the sound cut up, um, and Wow. Wow. Yeah. It was a fun one. They get their first win of the season, first win under new uh, first-year head coach Julie Kaufman over Mansfield, 73-67. to It was uh, certainly a fun one, and like we were talking about on Panhandle Sports Live uh, earlier this morning, you could tell that uh, people, the word was getting out that they were playing well and that a win was you know potentially in the making because um, with the Butcher Center being, well, the home of the athletic department, mm-hmm. uh, of course, there's you know baseball players, meandering around you got football guys around so the gym started to fill up with all these athletes because they wanted to see the win and well they ended up getting to see one that is so cool plus plus it was at home as you mentioned right which is even better because they could go and you know uh celebrate in their locker room and as she mentioned i guess they cleaned today and uh, yes i showed you the video they uh were throwing water around and dumping water (laughs) on coach it was it was cool it was nice to talk to her especially because when we chatted with them at lock haven uh the game prior the week uh prior on saturday um she was not happy. You could tell how frustrated she was. Well, I mean, sure. of course, they were uh, 0-20 and at the time, right? There were 20 games mm-hmm. that they hadn't been victorious, some of them right. probably closer than others. Yep. Um, and and so this was this was a big boost for them. Yeah, absolutely. Getting a chat with her uh, was was nice to hear how relieved she sounded. And, uh, and I was sitting kind of behind their bench uh, as they won, and I was sitting next to uh, – Chauncey Wimbush, the athletic director out there, and you could you could feel the relief. And then if you looked around, you saw everybody standing up in the stands, clapping and cheering, and everybody. You could see how excited the whole you know all the fans were. The, mm-hmm. the community at Shepherd was. And sometimes for, it just takes that Bobby. one, right? You know, to to turn the the momentum, right? 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 And and uh, yeah, and I'm sure she's going to have many, 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 many more wins because uh, as we've talked about a lot. Comes from a great program uh, at Mount St. Mary's Division One, where she was an assistant coach up there. So she's definitely got the pedigree. And like you said, sometimes you just need one to get the mm-hmm. the the snowball rolling, and then eventually turns into a uh, a big snowball. Plus, she's going to be able to recruit for her own team mm-hmm. now. Um, right. You know, she inherited a lot, uh, so you know the turnaround is not that great. Whenever you're, you're kind of replacing another coach, um, so you know, hopefully, this just bodes well for the. 
for the future. Um, so high school sports are continuing. Give me an update on the coverage. So uh, Paw Paw, we'll have Paw Paw basketball on the air. Cell phone coverage permitting. From what we've looked, it's AT&T is our, our provider. Um, it looks like they should have coverage. And good coverage at that from the map that I was looking at. So uh, co- um, connectivity uh, pending. Uh, it will be Paw Paw uh, basketball on the airwaves tonight in the 7, 730 uh, area uh, with Parker and Luke on the call. And uh, it should be a good one. I think I would... Be surprised if this wasn't one of the first time Paw Paw basketball's been on the radio. Definitely on WPM for sure the first time. Uh, but I think it's pretty cool. It is way cool. So, yeah, tune in. This could be like the 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 origin story. Right. Paw Paw going down to East Hardy. So a uh, nice long Thursday road trip for the fellows. But it'll be a pretty one nonetheless. Oh, yeah. So um, and, and the temperatures are moderate. So mm, I'm loving it. Yeah, loving that as well. Um, so on on the um, on the docket today, I was hoping to talk to some folks from the city of Martinsburg about this, but we'll just talk about it um, today at 630 in the police department building. Um, since everything's kind of chaotic in the mm-hmm. uh, what, what's usually oh, I saw a peek the inside there the other day. By the way, crazy. Wow, that looks in there. It's completely gutted. The, there's like no the city hall? right. Like when you were walked in to the main door, there's no roof anymore, no second floor because they're building a new one. Anyways, mm-hmm. well, okay. So because of that, the city council meeting um, is going to be. I forgot that I can make this bigger on my phone. There you go. So you don't got to squint. Like, you can that. take it away from your face. I'm still going to squint, but yeah. okay, that's just a me problem. <laughs> so today at 6:30 in the George Caro's community room of the Martinsburg Police Department is the city council meeting for the city of Martinsburg. Now, this is one that I think is very interesting, and hopefully our Al Gage will be able to bring us some of the um, the sound from that. Um, in addition to some of the regular things like the committee meetings that they'll be talking about, they're going to be uh, looking into approving a whole slew of activities in the city. These are things, everything from... Um, the the fall events to all the way to the to the apple drop mm-hmm. so they'll be looking into that but also of note and one that you may want to um to kind of tune in for is they will be considering um a nuisance hearing uh about the property on foxcroft avenue uh specifically the red roof inn mm. so spicy yeah so I, I to me it'll be interesting to see how this is handled um, simply because, you know, the Red Roof Inn is a is a business. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a hotel. They uh, paid presumably some extra taxes, the um, hotel motel or business and occupancy tax, right. et cetera. Um, and so, you know, there tends to be in some of the hotels in the city limits, in some of the municipalities in, in the Panhandle, um, some issues with calls for service. Um, sometimes they're calls for service of EMS. Yeah, it might be more frequent than other places. Right. Sometimes they're calls of service uh, because of a, a criminal activity. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying specifically that the Red Roof Inn is this, but... It um, falls into that unfortunate category. Right. So um, there is going to be, and I'm trying to figure out where what time that is going to be. Um, 6.30. Thank you. You're welcome. Where's, meeting meeting set to that. get underway at well, 6.30. Yeah the, yeah, the meeting is at 6.30. Oh. I'm trying to find the... <laughs> Trying to find the shoot. Where is it? Okay, where's your da da da? Yeah, I know. I should be playing music. Public hearing. Okay, here it is. Public hearing. It's item number seven. Um, so it's it's not a specific time. Mm -hmm. Public hearing to solicit comment on the city's community. Oh no, that's not it. 
not an item seven. Well, they put them in a tough spot with these hotels and motels and things because, like you were saying, I mean, there's still a normal, you know, hotel in a business, right? I mean, people can still stop in with their driving through on the interstate and get them a hotel room for the night or, you know, however long their stay needs to be. But, like you said, it. also, they are, you know, seem to be hot spots for, you know, different things, different, you know, nuisance um, activities and if uh, and calls for different things so it does put you know the city and the the business owners in a tough spot i found it everything's so tiny um so it's item 13a and apparently it's not a public hearing it's a report from the city uh, attorney discuss and take action on ongoing nuisance hearing for the property located at 209 viking way red roof Inn. so Mm. so just stay tuned for that hopefully al will be able to bring us some uh, some news from that when he covers it. I'm sorry that took me forever. <laughs> well, if you have any thoughts on uh, on that, on the uh, you know agenda and the the hearing about the nuisance and things with uh, t- or with the Red Roof Inn and uh, in hotel motels and the like, call us 304-263-4321 because I mean I know I see on the different Facebook pages the scanner pages, yeah, the what's going on in Martinsburgs and all the different things. Uh, people are definitely pretty vocal about you know the Red Roof Inn, the motel six the different mm-hmm. places like that where it does seem that they do have a heightened uh, rate of emergency calls but you can call us uh, and let us know what you think 304-263-4321 so there's an ongoing conversation and it kind of uh, crosses boundaries i know we we have uh, at least one listener that's a little frosted anytime we talk about maryland stuff or hagerstown stuff <laughs> yeah. but um but it's it's interesting in that uh, sometimes these city leaders do meet up and they talk to each other about their approaches. And uh, in the news recently was that there was a fire call up to the APM suites off the dual highway in Hagerstown. And when they got there, there was no fire, but they discovered that there were some real issues there. And so they basically uh, condemned that hotel property for the time being, no occupancy there. Uh, some folks who kind of have been there um uh, as businesses uh, in that facility have had to find other places, some of the people who were staying there. And we know that some of the um, charitable organizations will uh, provide uh, vouchers for folks to have an overnight stay if they're homeless. Uh, some families who have been displaced, obviously, the American Red Cross can give them temporary housing. So we know that there are, you know, some long-term mm-hmm. occupants of these of these places um, and so now they're dealing with an entire hotel there that um, people have been displaced from. But the, the quality of of the structure and what was going on there was just not habitable. Right. right. And that's the thing that, um, you know, kind of gets me sometimes because I get it. I mean, look, there should be places for people to go, you know, if they need places to go. But they should be, you know, clean. They should be, you know, kept up at least mm-hmm. a little bit. You look at pictures of some of these places and my goodness, it looks like they haven't. You know, been clean. They look like they've been abandoned for years and years and years, and they're still like functioning. Which so I why get does that, that. How does that happen, though? Is it just because they're they got a steady stream of maybe, income? and they like, know what's going down? So maybe it's just kind of don't ask, don't tell. I, I don't see it. I don't know type of thing. And if you're going to go in and clean the rooms and stuff, I mean, you're going to find out what's going on in the rooms, regardless. Right. I mean, but we had that incident in a hotel, yeah, in Charlestown, where someone had gotten killed. the The body had presumably lain there a couple of days right. the housekeeping staff kind of knew something was up but no one you know everyone feels a little intimidated right you don't want to be the person that has to especially you know, if there's a criminal yeah, element there you don't want to be the you don't have to start going through all that so how do you drive and you know these 
I could, I get it. If mm-hmm. you're someone who's on a housekeeping staff, you know, that that's not above, I mean, that's above your pay grade. Like you don't get paid enough to deal with stuff like that. Exactly. And so, I think that's it. I think that's the answer but to the initial question why, you know, they get to that kind of a state sometimes. It's because, you know, they know what's going on. People know if, if that is the kind of stuff is happening, mm-hmm. the people that saying, are working there. We're not there, saying that that right. is the Red Roof Inn. Right. We're not saying specific names of any hotels. And just in general, because this happens all over the place. Not just here. It happens in Hagerstown, Winchester, Baltimore. I mean, mm-hmm. everywhere this stuff's going on. So, um, I don't know. I think it's one of those things where, you know, you just don't, if you don't know about it, you don't know what's going on and you can continue on with what you're doing. Also on our radar, um, upcoming is a board of education meeting. And uh, at the previous board of education meeting this past week, um, they approved the process of looking, starting the search for a new superintendent. And one of the conversations was, well, we've got an interim, you know, we've got a, a superintendent that has been named for the year after um, Dr. Patrick Murphy had had um, retired. And so Dr. Ron Stevens is in and one of the Board of Education members said, you know, he seems to be doing a good job. You know, why are we, you know, uh, you know, launching this search? So um, the search has begun. And, um, you know, presumably that means Ron Stevens could put his hat in the ring for it again. Mm-hmm. Um, or you they could sign look. Up? I'm sorry. You signing up? I know. I, I do not have the credentials <laughs> for that. Nor the patients. Right. See, that's I, the thing. I like sitting on this end of the interviews with, <laughs> with folks. And I mean, think about it. Same. If, you know, they had this cybersecurity incident on Friday, I, that's just, whoa, that's a lot. That's a ton, <laughs> especially with the sheriff saying that the FBI is, you know, investigating as right. well. And, oh, uh, yeah, I wouldn't want to deal with and that. And there's a lot of criticism yep. being, uh, uh, you know, leveled at the school system. And they may, this may be. Uh, activity or inactivity that doc, that Ron Stevens inherited, but people are saying, "Look, what you know they've been they've not been careful with some of the um, the cybersecurity. Uh, they they ask for very uh, sensitive information and they put put them on these platforms that obviously are now vulnerable. Um, so there there's a lot of criticism being leveled at the school system. Um, you know, who wants to sign up for that? Really, right. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, not me. <laughs> You're right. It's a lot easier being able to sit here and today's, ask the questions and answer the questions. Today's theme, jobs we really wouldn't want to have. <laughs> that one. That one will be one. And being a teacher. I mean, I've told you nowadays, and we were talking with uh, the uh, um, Pat Patterson mm-hmm. yesterday uh, from Berkeley County Schools talked about behavioral health and things. And with uh, all that you know, kids have gone through, teachers have gone through these last couple of years, oof, no thanks. Right. I wouldn't pick to do that one nowadays. Right. But anyways, we're uh, gone a little over here, so we'll take our first break and come back for more Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Welcome back to Panhandle Live. Here are your hosts, Jordan Warner and Marsha Kabalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle. You can visit their historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Nice Warner. Alongside me is Marsh Kabalik. And Marsha, you uh, brought something to my attention that, admittedly, I haven't necessarily looked at too much. But uh, yesterday, you said you sent me something about uh, the, the, the Super Bowl and a local connection. 
That's right. So if you go to Burley, there's mm-hmm. actually a story on it. Gotcha. But yeah, so uh, Nazi Johnson, Millbrook High School uh, student, was a walk-on to Marshall University. Don't I sound like a sports broadcaster? Mm-hmm. Anyway, he's going to be in the Super Bowl with the Kansas City Chiefs. You can read the story. Uh, what you have here is hometown is standing behind Johnson, even if they can't get to the Super Bowl. Winchester area businesses are honoring the Kansas City Chiefs number 13 with... 13% discounts and supportive posts on social media. Very cool. Yeah, graduate of Millbrook High School, walk-on player at Marshall, and then ends up getting drafted by the Chiefs, the 259th pick in the seventh round of the 2022 NFL Draft. He was waived on the 30th, then signed to the practice squad the next day. He was promoted up to the active roster in uh, September, and then he's set to appear this Sunday in the Super Bowl with the Eagles, My or uh, with, the, the, with his Chiefs against... The Eagles, and my goodness, what a what a up and down career he's had, and to finally with it end up or at this moment in the Super Bowl is pretty neat. To be a walk on, yeah, you know? could be a walk on, get cut, then you know get put on the practice squad in the NFL, get you know work his way back up. That's pretty impressive. I mean, you saw that too, that kind of storyline with Brock Purdy, uh, the quarterback right? for uh, San Francisco. You know, he was the last, the literal last pick of the NFL draft. Mr. Irrelevant. <laughs> called Mr. Irrelevant. They give him a jersey, too, that says Irrelevant on the back, which I think is <laughs> hilarious. But then he ends up, you know, uh, taking over the 49ers and taking them on a playoff run. So very cool. Very cool. Shout out to him. Are you going to be watching on Sunday? I'm going to be watching, but like... Do I care? No. You're not like, I'll invested. care a little bit more You're not now. Invested. Like, I'll care a little bit more now with that kind of a storyline, a local connection, but still don't care. Okay. Do not care at all. I never, I never really do. You putting any, uh, put any action on it? Any no, money on it? Of course not. Why not? I, I, I will barely remember that it's going on, but I will remember that um, the <clears throat> Shepherdstown Fire Department is having their Super Bowl uh, buffet. And it's going on from noon to three that day. So I don't mm. think that's happening during Super Bowl, but you can go and get your lunch and. Not well, be hungry. I want. I need somebody to call us at 304-263-4321 because this popped into my head um, when you brought that up about the fire hall. So people play Super Bowl squares all the time. You can like buy squares. You can. It's a, a way to like bet on the game technically, but um, with a bunch of people. And I've never understood how to play it, but people keep sending me messages. Hey, you want to buy some squares for the game? Buy some squares. So somebody call me 304-263-4321. What are... What is it? I don't even know how to play that game. Have you ever heard of it? Nope. Have you ever gone in, if you Mm-mm. go into like a restaurant or Maybe a bar? Maybe it's like bingo. Maybe it's like bingo. Maybe it is like bingo. Okay. So if you if you know how to play it, that's a tip. And then if you know how to win at it, there's another tip. Yeah. 304-263-4321. Because I'm sure if I end up going anywhere for the Super Bowl, um, people are going to be telling me about Super Bowl squares and things. I'm going to be like, yeah, no, I'm good because... I have no idea. No idea what you're talking about. But I'm also the same way when people bring like card games out and stuff too. I have no idea. So I wanted to mention, I I got in my uh, news transom yesterday and today, um, St. Joseph School is going to be expanding. They're going to be moving their middle school unit over to the old St. Joseph School building, which is across the street from the functioning school right now. So if you picture you're on Stephen Street Mm -hmm. and you're standing with the clock behind you, you're looking across, there's an old brick building that's where they're... Um, they've had their offices there for a while um, for the for the parish, but they're going to take that building, my understanding is, and that's going to be the middle school. But, um, they're hoping to have it done by the, by the new school term. Um, they're going to turn that into the middle school unit. It also means that the, the basement area, the first floor there that now is populated by sea cap loaves and fishes, 
uh, will be used by the middle school. So sea cap loaves and fishes will be moving as of March 1st. So I've, I've put my feelers out. I think I'm going to get, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm having the principal on from St. Joe's on Monday. I've reached out to sea cap to talk to them about what all this means and if they need help moving and you know what their needs are moving forward. Yeah. Well, nice. That sounds like a lot of movement going on over there. Well, I mean, so we had Luke Wiggs went over to uh, talk to state treasurer Riley Moore because he made a visit to St. Joe's mm-hmm. uh, this week and, you know, preaching to the choir kind of because his topic was the Hope Scholarship. And uh, obviously a lot of folks are going to parochial or private schools using the Hope Scholarship to help, you know, um, uh, pay for that. And, you know, we've seen this happen now that the Hope Scholarship is back and it's going, that there will be more uh, folks interested in signing their kids up to private school. So this seems to be a natural progression. Yeah. Well, we'll keep you up to date with that over at PaintHandleNewsNetwork.com and on Facebook at, uh, well, Panhandle News Network as well. And another quick shout out, of course, our sister stations uh, of, uh, well, stations here in the uh, uh, Hoppy Kirchville building, 95.9 The Big Dog, The Little Dogs. They are a sponsor of The Little Dogs. They play over at the Berkeley uh, 2000 Center and The Little Dogs are on fire. They get another win, 14-6 to six last action night. action shots. I know. Very cool. Very cool indeed. There's some good youth basketball getting played uh, over there at the Berkeley Center. I'm going to tell you, all week long, especially on Sundays when I'm out there for my nephew's games, all mm-hmm. those games, every single one of them are uh, exciting. It's good, but it's not just kids running around, you know, with the ball under their arm like mm-hmm. football, you know, doing their thing or, you know, <laughs> no, slapping around. This, hold it. yeah, it's not that. They're playing. Uh, they're great games. Great games. So and shout out to the Little Dogs. There was a great picture of Noah, your your nephew, from the yeah. 100th day of school. <laughs> Yeah, 100th day of school. Can you imagine? Second grade. See if I can find that here really quick. But uh, he didn't dress up like a 100-year-old person. Uh, Well, some of them just wear T-shirts or they wear shirts or something or a hat with like 100 items on them. Yeah, but he had a sign that said, uh, I have 100 100, 100 gumballs for me on the 100th day of school. So there you go. Can you believe it's already... 100 days into the school year. Wow. So uh, I don't know if you keep tabs on this, but in West Virginia, that, that means there are only 80 more instructional days mm. after the 100th day um, because we're, by law, we're supposed to have 180 instructional days. So and we haven't even gotten into the snow yet. Right. And and we're not going to, right? <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. Hey, if it's, it's, more, it's more than welcome to snow over the weekend and then be gone by Monday. I think... I think the school kids would would beg to differ. I think no, they'd sure want they it to would. be the opposite of that. Sure they would. But you can always join the conversation. You can call us 304-263-4321, or you can message us on Facebook at Panhandle News Network. But we'll step aside and be back for more on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Welcome back to Panhandle Live. Here are your hosts, Jordan Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton & Janelle, full-service law firm from West Virginia and Maryland. You can visit their historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Warner. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. Marsha, our next guest is joining us on the line. Yes, calling in 167th Airlift Wing Commander, Colonel Marty Timko. Uh, welcome in. Oh, thanks for having me. All right, so you're going to have to help me with this. I already I already uh, warned your... your uh, the, the PIO that uh, I was going to ask you this, but you recently returned from a temporary duty in QATAR. Is it Qatar, Qatar, or what? Yeah. So I, there was a heavy uh, British influence 
So basically, the pronunciation that I've stuck with is Qatar. Um, I know I don't I don't say with a British accent, but uh, that seemed to be the most acceptable um, for our uh, Qatari host uh, when I was working over there last year. All right, so uh, it's kind of cool the the whole um, situation. Were you there doing um, security for the World Cup? Is is that right? Yeah. So the situation that developed um, going back to 2018, and it's unique to the National Guard. Um, we have what's called the State Partnership Program. And what it is is various guard units and their states get aligned with various uh, partner nation countries. So back in 2018, Qatar was affiliated with West Virginia, and that actually joined uh, the country of Peru as our second uh, state partner. So what we do is we have a lot of engagements and outreach in the sense of it's really just getting the two different militaries uh, talking to each other, developing a relationship, and, you know, kind of getting best practices from both entities that overall improves the relationship. Um, you know, uh, um, this was a big thing for the Qataris because they were going to be hosting the FIFA World Cup last year. And, of course, you know, they had security concerns. And that it kind of tied in, too, if you look at uh, U.S. Central Command, um, Qatar is right in the heart of their area of responsibility. So the command obviously was very interested, too, to assist our Qatari partners uh, going forward in this effort. Um, there was also a little bit, you know, kind of payback, too. Uh, Qatar has been instrumental uh, when we had the withdrawal from Afghanistan. It's actually been Qatar that's been working in the background for us, helping us out, uh, just recently, there was some uh, repatriation of a couple American citizens, and that's all been done uh, through the Qataris. So when they asked, uh, and they were looking for a little more help when it came to security uh, for the World Cup, um, there were a lot of us that were very interested in helping out. So the neat situation that occurred was because of our state partnership relationship, uh, General Carrilla, who was the, is the commander of U.S. Central Command, uh, the thought was, hey, why don't we use one of your guardsmen uh, as my liaison that is going to be partnering up with both the Qatari Ministry of Defense as well as a few other partner nations, uh, namely uh, France, Italy, uh, Pakistan, Turkey, and the United Kingdom. And we're just basically posturing the theater for an increased security threat. Well, it seems like things, uh, for the most part, were pretty calm, at least to the public eye over here. I didn't see anything uh, too wild going on. Actually, it seemed like it was more well-received than anybody ever really thought it was going to be. And, uh, well, I guess, is that also your takeaway from it? And were you able to catch any of the games while you were over there? Okay, so, yes, my takeaway was that things went very smoothly from a security standpoint. Um, you know, it's, it's not lost. Um, you know, you had over 1.2 million uh, fans and visitors that came to Qatar. Um, and then, of course, you know, those that didn't actually visit, you know, you had a quarter of the planet that was dialing in for the various matches. So, yeah, the takeaway was it really went smoothly. Um, and that was, you know, really probably, you know, through the efforts between, um, you know, what we were doing from the U.S., um, just helping educate 
training, those kinds of things. But, yeah, it was all, you know, the Qataris handled everything. You know, we were there standing by to assist. But, yeah, because things went so smoothly, um, we really didn't have to do that. But, um, no, it's been the one question I've been asked uh, asked throughout was, did I actually get to go to a match? And, unfortunately, no. Um, I was working, um, I was posted at the combined uh, joint headquarters where, now, nicely enough, they had two really big screens where they had all the matches <laughs> televised. But, uh, no, I was actually working on the on the joint operations floor uh, each time the games were going on. So was it only you or was, a, you know, was a crew there from Martinsburg or Charleston? How did that work? So the, we had we had a team of four. So it was myself. And then uh, I had two colleagues from Charleston that are on the Army National Guard side. And these two individuals had been involved with training the Qataris well, like 18 months prior to the World Cup even kicking off. And then we currently have a a bilaterals affair officer who is also Army National Guard from West Virginia who was stationed at the U.S. Embassy in Doha as well. So our little team of four, that was our West Virginia presence, and then we were injected into the entire um, U.S. Central Command um, joint operation team that was there. So all the services were represented, both active duty and guard, but West Virginia, we kind of had our little team that was that had the lead there just because of our state partnership program. So I wanted to ask you, our guest this morning, 167th Airlift Wing Commander Colonel Marty Timko is with us. So the world has been kind of uh, fixated on this Chinese spy balloon. And I know you guys probably get some briefs and, and they're, you know, they're talking about it in Congress now. Um, so there's probably a lot of sensitive information you can't talk about. But were you guys looking at that kind of on the sidelines and, and cheering when it came? came down or do you look at it as a learning opportunity i think it is a learning opportunity i also use it as a reminder um you know unfortunately you know the world is 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 one of such where hey there's going to be elements there's going to be entities where they're always trying to do something that's you know not savory taking advantage of us um you know and these are the things you got to stay cognizant of right um you know the enemy is always watching, right? That's kind of the, the old uh, the quote, you know, back from World War II. But, you know, it's even more, you know, failing today, right? Because there's just any time that they can take advantage, any time they can learn something more about us, maybe without us knowing, you know, so it just kind of is a reminder for us all that, like, hey, you know, sometimes things are sensitive. We don't discuss those or, we, you know, we try to keep those um, sensitive things secure, um, you know, these are the things that go go on, right, between uh, major powers, right? And, you know, it's not like we, um, you know, we are always trying to do our own reconnaissance, you know, trying to think, you know, I think one of the things we provide, you know, currently, you know, if you look at the conflict in Ukraine is, you know, trying to help out the Ukrainians, right, with intelligence data and things like that. So not surprising, Um that China is always trying to, you know, learn something more from us, maybe without us knowing, but obviously they got found out. So I think the big takeaway is, you know, it was a, it's definitely something for U.S. Northern Command to kind of look at, like, hey, 
you know, as we dissect how all this happened, you know, what are we going to improve upon and what can we do to prevent from this happening again? Yeah, we're speaking with 167th Airlift Wing Commander Colonel uh, Marty Timko. And, well, the other day, apparently the, well, not apparently, the president was up at uh, Camp David. And, of course, there were a bunch of uh, helicopters flying around. And the first thing I saw on the Internet was everybody asking why the airlift wing was flying helicopters in formation around. So uh, then, of course, it ended up coming out that there was the president up at Camp David. So uh, that being said, you guys are getting the planes up and flying out again with the nice weather. I don't see why not. Uh, but I guess to remind people that if they do see helicopters and whatnot, it may not be from the airlift wing, right? That's true. Um, I do laugh, um, you know, as I go into town, if I, you know, grabbing a bite to eat or something, and, you know, usually get asked, it's like, hey, are are you one of those guys that's in one of those really big jets? And, you know, I always kind of tentatively say, you know, yes, and then <laughs> trying to gauge, like, are we upset that maybe we were a little noisy over your house? And then, but I will say more often than not, Big grin comes out. They're super excited. They're like, "Oh, we think that's the neatest thing!" And we like run outside when you guys fly over that kind of thing. So, um, yes, the our F one seventeen jet engines make a distinctive sound, and um, I can assure the local populace that we we try um, our best not to be disruptive or dwell where we're going to be causing a lot of noise that kind of thing put it on the quiet mode it's just uh, (laughs) it's an occupational hazard at this point i think the noise and it's funny you bring that up every once in a while a friend a buddy of mine a good buddy of mine lives a kind of bad situation i guess for what i'm talking about but not too far away uh from the airlift wing and from the airport and whatnot and the runway specifically and every once in a while i'll get a text around you know maybe 10 o'clock 10 30 at night and uh he'll be like well boys are flying low tonight newborns (laughs) up (laughs) yeah it's um yeah, and that's part of our training regimen is some of the things do have to occur at night. Um, we do a lot of uh, low visibility uh, training just to stay current on those things. So yeah, It's part of it. it. It is. It is, and uh, I just try to encourage folks. It's like, hey, it's the sound of freedom, and I promise we're only going to do it as much as we need, and then as soon as we're done, we'll be quiet again. The well, there are some freedom. folks There are some folks who can't wait to get up there and try it. So how are recruitment efforts going? And if someone has a family member who's interested in uh, signing up, how do they go about that? So I will, um, so I'll answer your second question first. So you've been in contact with Emily, my, my public affairs officer. Um, if you want to share her phone number, um, she's a perfect person to contact um, from the outside. And she can direct you to uh, my awesome recruitment team. Um, recruiting has been going very well, um, and I—it's I, a testament to my team. Um, I've been very proud of them. Uh, we're one of the—we're one of the best in all of the National Guard, and uh, it's—you know—through all of their outstanding efforts. But um, it's been—it's been fun because uh, you know I've been watching. Some of these uh, younger airmen get selected and, for example, like going through some of the training. And then, you know, upon my return from last year, I'm starting to see them now at base, walking around on uniform, fully qualified in the specialty that they signed up for. So that's kind of fulfilling for me, you know, when you see it from like, hey, I remember when you swore into the unit on day one. And now they're like, yep, I'm, I'm trained, I'm capable, and I'm ready to go do the mission. So that's 
that's kind of heartwarming for me. So I'm going to say this because you gave me permission. The public affairs superintendent, uh, Sergeant uh, Emily bechtel Dyerly, her number, if you want to ask about recruitment or uh, joining up, 304-616-5251. So uh, if, if she's upset, she can be upset with you. <laughs> no, and that's, that's perfectly fine. So. Perfect. Well, uh, Colonel, thank you for joining us this morning. And hey, keep up the, all the hard work and the good work that you are doing out there. Thank you for your service. And uh, I'll make sure to tell my buddy next time he texts me that you guys are keeping him and the baby up that, hey, it's the sound of freedom. So uh, don't be too worried about it. There you go. Well, thanks for having me this morning. And hey, um, thanks for all the support. Absolutely. Thank you again. Take care. Take care. Yeah, that's Colonel Martin Marty Timko from the 167th Airlift Wing uh, here in Martinsburg. Very cool stuff, and it was hilarious seeing all this stuff go pop up on Facebook and online when uh, the what was uh, why can't I remember the uh, name of the presidential helicopter? Oh, oh uh, Marine One. Marine One uh, was flying around. People were wondering uh, when they get helicopters. They're so there. low. They were low. I mean, why not? It's just right them. there. So the, there's a running joke uh, in Clearbrook now that they've got the quarry kind of going um, near Clearbrook Park. It's well, it's it's on the property of Clearbrook Park where mm-hmm. the Winter Wonderland is. Anyway, they've had to close the ball fields and stuff because the quarry operation is going there. So they call it um, someone called it the the Clearbrook uh, volcano. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we were driving up the interstate and you could see the formation and you could see the quote Clearbrook volcanoes not i mean the perception was that they were closer than they were i'm sure they weren't but it was just kind of funny the clearbrook <laughs> volcanoes yeah. do you imagine goodness right well well and speaking of camp david also real quick there's a great buffet right at the bottom of the mountain from camp david where they got a bunch of cool presidential memorabilia and the rumor always has been of what's called a mountain gate i think the mountain gate buffet i can't remember specifically now but Rumor is, every once in a while, you might get lucky and the president will pop in there for some food. Well, Maybe that's just their sales pitch to get you in. But I think you would know when you, when you pulled <laughs> you would up. Know. You'd see some of those, those black You start seeing a bunch of suits popping SUVs. into the Mountain Gate mm-hmm. country buffet. You know that uh, something big's going on. You know, if they really want to make it low-key, you just roll them in there in a golf cart or something. So no one just, like, no one is any the wiser. That's true. Just, like, you know. That's how we're going to have to show up to the international water tasting. <laughs> To avoid the paparazzi. Yeah. Which is coming up in 20 days. <laughs> I don't know. I sent them like four pictures. And then I the two that I wanted to send, I didn't. I, I might just go ahead and send them anyway. But like they've been, they've been slowly. Send them a portfolio. I think they're just kind of, it. We're just, they're just overwhelmed. I sent them too much stuff. Well, that's what are you wearing? No thing. I have no idea. No idea. We have to dress up. Yeah, we have we to dress nice. up. Hmm. We'll have to match. Blue? Does it have to be blue? I think blue would be appropriate. Right. I was thinking, you know, the magic school bus, Mrs. Frizzle, always wore like <laughs> yeah. like the printed dress. Yeah, with all the like stuff on the... Like with yeah. water on it. Oh, I'm sure you water could. Water molecules, you can make one. water drops. You could always make one. Of course I could, sure. There you go. Okay. Well, we'll be back to wrap things up after the break on Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Taking local stories and sharing them with the four state. This is Panhandle Live. With hosts Jordan Nice Warner and Marsha Kavalik.
Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firm, so goes Virginia and Maryland. You can visit their historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Warner. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. And Marsha, oh, well, first, we missed any of the show. You can listen back to it a little bit later on on our Panhandle News Network Facebook and Spotify page. And yesterday, we had uh, lunch brought in to us, fried chicken and uh, mac and cheese and everything for uh, all the birthdays that mm-hmm. are uh, being celebrated at the station during the month. And uh, our boss, Jared, brought up a, uh, a team building exercise for like karate <laughs> or something, right? Now, my question is, now, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I think it sounds great. But why not? Because there's so many great putt-putt courses around here. Why don't we have like a WVRC Media putt-putt tournament? I don't know. Because there's that big one putting for the panhandle every mm-hmm. year. So why don't we just do one for that thing? That'd be a fun team building thing, and we don't gotta drive to Cumberland at four o'clock in the morning. Why not paintball? No, been a part on. of one of those before. It sounds like a great idea. It's never a great idea. Okay, laser tag. Yeah, Come I can on. do laser tag. Laser tag. No one, no one comes home. We with pass pink. a uh, a place on eighty one every time we come back from a Shepherd Road game. Uh, that's just, looks like some huge old barn or warehouse. That's nothing but laser tag. I'm actually not half bad at laser tag because I'm gonna be stealthy. Yeah, and you like sneak you figure around. out, you figure out like the lay of the land, mm-hmm. and Man. then you can just sneak up on people. And Smiley's up at Deep Creek, Maryland, right on the lake. It's a arcade pizza place and everything. Mm-hmm. Used to go there when I was a kid. Still there. Uh, it's still fun. But they had this laser tag area that I think literally is about the size of the studio, <laughs> which is about what. Which makes it more terrifying when they turn the lights off. It's pitch black. And all you could do, because there's no point in hiding, was just sprinting around and uh, Mm -hmm. trying to just overtake people. uh, But think about about that. What a good team building exercise would be. But anyways, while we got the time, you got a cool event to talk about. Yes. uh, Speaking of battles, up uh, up in Gettysburg, there is the World War II American Experience off Crooked Creek Road. Next Wednesday on the 15th from 8 to noon, any veteran can come in. They're getting them together from all service branches, all time periods. They're having coffee and donuts, a free tour of the new World War II Museum, and an opportunity to apply for enrollment in VA healthcare. Just bring your DD-214. There you go. So, um, yeah, RSVP uh, or get information at info at visit www.org. Perfect. Well, Marsha, just a few seconds left. Anything uh, anything else you want the people to know about? Just, uh, you know, that uh, city council <laughs> meeting is tonight at 630. That's right. Talking about uh, hotels and motels and uh, nuisance yep. ordinances and things. So that would be an important one. But if you missed any of the show today, you can listen back to it a little bit later on on our Panhandle News Network Facebook and Spotify page. For Marsha, I'm Jordan. Hoppy is next. Have a good one. We will talk to you tomorrow. Martinsburg and WCST Berkeley Springs, a WVRC media station. We're proud to live here too.